Welcome to the Explaining Extraordinary Podcast, where we interview next-level game changers who are bringing you the secrets, strategies, and stories of how they transcended average to be extraordinary. Now here's your host, Dr. Chris Lee. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another episode of the Explaining Extraordinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris Lee, and today we have somebody that I am so excited for you guys to hear from. Um, one of like the coolest ladies that I've had the pleasure of interacting with, um, and it's a funny story how I kind of ran into her and how I kind of connected with her. So. Uh, just straight off the bat, I'm going to tell you guys how I ran into Katie. So I'm scrolling through Instagram one day and I come across this feed and I was like, okay, like I love mindset coach and that's what like Katie does. So I'm reading through her posts and they're like really well put together. Like it's very organized. And then I start to like read her post. So the one that got my attention was just this. If they sound like an asshole, they act like an asshole, then they're definitely just fucking unhappy with themselves. And it was at that exact moment that Katie and I became best friends and she didn't realize it until I think about 20 minutes ago when we started recording this thing. So Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming up. Thank you so much. And that's so funny that that's the post that resonated with you because I feel like the more genuine I am on there, like the more people that resonate with that. So I'm, I'm happy that, that you resonated with that. It's freaking great. Like I was like, like, I don't roll on the ground, like super often, like stuff like that. But like, I'm like reading through like some of your other stuff and like, it's, it's just like so authentic. And that's like one of the big topics that we're going to go over is like finding that self-confidence to let your authentic self just like ring through everything you do. But like all of your posts, like it's really professional and they're like really like genuine. Like I told you the first time that we even interacted like face to face on a call, I was like, I feel like I already know you because the way you write and the way you interact and that's kind yeah. of how this whole thing started. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then kind of point us in the journey um, of like how that first blog got started. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, as you said, I'm a mindset coach um, and I, I basically just work with women to overcome fear and to build up their confidence so that they can go after the things that they want in life and just have a really exciting, fulfilling life. Um, and yeah, it kind of all started for me when about four years ago, uh, and I just kind of, um, I was kind of just living, I was just living life and I, I thought I, I was doing pretty good. And I feel like just, I read this book and it kind of cracked open my world. And I was able to just see that there was so much more to life that I was not seeing and I was not experiencing. And I just kind of, uh, got a sense that, you know, there was so much more out there. Um, that, that I, that was possible for me to go after. And I didn't kind of realize that at the time, I kind of just felt like my world was really small and that the things that I wanted were really far out of reach. And, um, I was, I was kind of just living as a very, very insecure, small version of myself. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I said, I read this first book and it just kind of like, it just kind of, I was able to just see things so differently. And from there, it just kind of snowballed into, this full like transformation from being like someone who I thought I should be to someone who I love being and who is just so um, in alignment with who I actually am. And it's just so liberating. And so like, yeah, the swearing and stuff on my pose and just being so authentic. Um, 
it's that was not something that I'd always done. I was I was scared to like get people's attention in the wrong way or to say something that's um, like that could come off as you know offensive or something like that. But now I feel like um, the more authentic you can be, the better that you actually connect with people. And so if you want to make those genuine connections, then being your true genuine self is like so important. Oh my gosh, you can't see it, but I have like a very small miniature violin and like, you know, doing the finger stab, it's just like so poetic. And that's what like I'm finding more and more, like when I talk with um, people, especially like that are really tuned into themselves, like they love themselves and like they just reflect that in everything they do. And that's where that self-confidence comes through. It's like everything that they say is just their authentic self and there's cursing and there's stuttering and this and that, but like, you really look at it it's just beautiful and it's just who you are and that's just how things have like been for you so for a lot of listeners and a lot of i mean young women nowadays uh it's challenging as heck to not compare yourself to other people and create expectations off what society is kind of projected as what you know in quotations a good life is how did you like break the matrix for yourself yeah, I I totally agree with that. I feel like especially with like social media and stuff, it's so hard not to just compare yourself to literally everyone. Um, and I feel like for me, um, it takes a lot of uh, time away from the social media and time with just yourself, like reflecting on like, what do I actually want? And like when you like, you know, um, when I was younger, it was like, my, you know, my parents being um, totally like good hearted. Uh, were kind of pushing me towards things that they thought I was good at or things that they thought would be like a safe plan for me. Um, and I just kind of followed because I didn't really know what else to do with my life. And I feel like I kind of started to create this like ideal life that was based on what other people kind of were wanting for me or or what would be like the safe like uh, plan. Um, and I, I live in a small, a very small town where like 10,000 people. And so there's like not like a ton of like different things going on you know like you go into trades or you or you become a banker that's pretty much the like the right. extent of it or what I kind of thought of as a, a high school student and so yeah I I just kind of was like okay well I don't want to go into the trade so I guess I'll go and I'll be a banker <laughs> and that's what I did and it was just really unfulfilling for me like the time the times that I like the couple of years that I worked at the bank or in offices like that um, like they, they were some good times, but I just felt so like empty inside. Like I felt like there was so much more that I could be or that I want to be doing with my life. But I felt like in the confinement of like, a this job, it was just like, kind of like killing me from the inside. Oh and my so, gosh. yeah. And, and for me, um, I always wanted kids. Uh, I, I, like I, I met like a total small town story. I met my husband when I was 16 uh, we got married when I was 21. We had our first child when I was 22. So I started all this very, very early. And uh, it's what I wanted. And I kind of had this idea that, you know, once I'm a stay-at-home mom, because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, um, I would be able to have time to figure it out without being distracted by, like, a job. Yeah. Little did I know, a kid's very distracting also. <laughs> Full blown, yeah. They're, they, yeah. they're so self-reliant, right? Like, they just take care <laughs> yeah. of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah so um yeah I I kind of hit a low point when I was uh when I was first home with my my daughter my firstborn um and it's kind of sad when I talk about it because I, I feel like it should have been the happiest time of my life like we're starting a family it was so exciting everything was brand new and yet I felt kind of like this like pit in my stomach because um I feel like I was uh charging forward to all these like goals like get married buy a house have a baby do all this stuff 
And um, yet I didn't really, those were like the goals that I thought I should want. And instead of like, what are the, what are the things that I really want for myself and what I really want for my life? And, and I've always been a dreamer. I've always had like crazy big dreams for my life. And I was, I kind of was getting the idea, like after my daughter was born, like, okay, so we, we got this big mortgage. We, I'm married now. I'm tied down with this. I'm tied down with that. And I'm tied down with a baby now. Like, holy crap. Like I just like kind of waking up to realize like, I am like, all these dreams that I had for my life, like, I feel like I just flushed them down the toilet without even realizing it. Like, I just felt like they were so far away now, mm. uh, which is sad because I, that's not what I want to be feeling when I'm at home with my daughter. Like, I want to be feeling like, I, like, you know, totally fulfilled, but yeah, present. Yeah. And so I feel like it was, I was kind of like a low point and I was kind of struggling just with like my, just my overall happiness and um, like starting to wake up to the realization that the things I wanted might not ever happen. Um, and thankfully I took some wrong turns, which turned out to be right turns. And uh, uh, this book basically fell into my lap and uh, I didn't even read it for like six months or something. It just sat on my shelf. And then one day I picked it up and yeah, that's when my whole world just started to change. Like I, I started to realize that, you know what, just because I'm tied down with things doesn't mean I can't live the life that I want to live. And just because I, you know, I'm a mom doesn't mean I can't do things. It doesn't mean my life just ended because I'm a mom. Um, and I started to realize that even though my dreams kind of seemed really far away and maybe they were, it doesn't mean that I can't start working towards them right now. It doesn't mean that I can't start doing something right now to like get towards that or like start creating my life the way I want it. You know, even though those big goals are still going to be maybe years away. And so, yeah, I feel like I started to just like realize that there's, that there's so much more to what I was seeing in my little town. Yeah. And I realized that like, uh, I don't have to, I don't have to like shut down and like limit myself. I can still like live a crazy, amazing, fulfilling life and do the things that I really wanted to do that weren't necessarily what, you know, the safe plan or the safe ideas were. Ooh. There, all right, we got, there's so much to unpack, so much to go into. So there's, there's a lot of stuff inside of that. And thank you so much for just like being authentic and just being yourself. So a couple of the things that I'm like really hitting on um, and that, that is like turning out to be a theme for people that are like fulfilled, um, that are like enjoying life is that they've all kind of had like this low point. And for me, it's like people are diving into like the deep end of a pool at this low point and like things are uncertain and there's all this chaos kind of going on and it's either sink and hope somebody comes to save you or learn to swim and do something about it. And that gets into this whole thing that we talk a lot about on this show is cause and effect and being the victim of circumstance or causing an effect and becoming the victor. And that was yeah. you. That's this story that you're sharing is that you said, fuck this. Like this is a choice. And I'm yeah. choosing differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and not to say that it wasn't scary because I was scared of my mind for probably a good three years Hell yeah. <laughs> doing things that were terrifying to me that my old self would never even consider doing. And I was just jumping in, like you said, like you're kind of jumping off the deep end and like, that's what I was doing. And it, I, my kind of thoughts were like, it's either feel this way, feel unfulfilled and like sad for myself or like risk everything and possibly walk away with like everything I ever wanted. So to me, uh, it was like yeah. a no brainer. I might as well try. Yeah, for sure. So the other really big point that I want to bring up is 
if somebody looked at your life when you were like, you know, 23, had the kid at home and you were sitting at home and you just, there's the monkeys on your back, right? Like there's still more um, purpose that you have yet to fulfill. There's still work to be done, right? Um, but if people looked at your life, like they would question, why are you choosing to do something differently? Like the external happiness with people looking in would be like, you have everything. You have the husband, you have the kid, you have the house, like life is good. And then that was like the safety of it, right? Like everything yeah. was good or everything was like, you know, okay. Like somebody says, how are you? And they're like, okay. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> are yeah. You, are you? yeah, no, absolutely. And it's funny because like you said, like look, from someone else's perspective, looking in, I had, I checked all the boxes. I had everything that I should have wanted. And yet I felt so empty. And I feel like it was almost like I felt guilty that I felt empty because um, I had lots of stuff that people my age didn't have. And so I felt like I should have felt like lucky and, you know, happy and all this stuff, but I didn't, I felt like, like, it's, it's so funny. Like it's so deceiving, like looking at someone and looking at their life and, and yet you have absolutely no idea how, what they're feeling on the inside. Yeah. Um, and another thing too, is when I started to like, start to make these changes like uh, like internally and started to think about things differently and kind of open my mind up to these new possibilities literally in the first couple of months nothing in my physical world had actually changed yet like nothing like if you were just meeting me and then met me a couple months later nothing had actually changed yet and let, yet my my level of happiness just like had skyrocketed just with the just like forming these new beliefs that the things that I wanted were actually available to me and it just made mm -hmm. me like so fulfilled just knowing that that was an uh, an option for me Oh my gosh, that is, that's, that's monstrous. We have to talk about that um, because, you know, a lot of the work that you and I are doing as like, you know, like mind, mindset coaches, um, mm -hmm. it's non-physical, right? Like we're changing totally. neural pathways and that's yeah. kind of hard to measure. So something that we talk about is something in like called the compound effect, right? So you have to outwire and outcompete these old pathway, these paradigms and all of this stuff right until we hit that 51 percentile and then once that happens the teeter-totter falls so yeah. all the internal work you're doing suddenly just gets released you crack the dam down and then all these external experiences start to open yourself up because you're training the world how to see you because you've trained yourself how to love you absolutely yeah absolutely i 100 agree and like for me it was like you know like you said, building up to that 51%, it was a lot of scary stuff that I was doing, like um, putting myself out there and like being like the real genuine me, even to the friends that I had had for years who didn't really even know like the real me and putting myself out there and doing that scary stuff until finally it just felt natural and it, it was normal to do the scary stuff or to put myself out there and, or just to be authentic and real. And it just starts to get, it really does start to get easier, but at the beginning it is really tough and scary. Yeah. And, and it absolutely should be. So for people that are like starting to like, you know, we call it the monkey on your back, right? Like you're doing everything. External things are like, okay, but you have like some soul work to do, right? Like you're, totally. you're, you're hitting, ticking all the boxes. And then there's still this feeling called white ceiling syndrome. You're laying there at night and you're like, was today a good day? Did I, did I do things that I enjoyed? And really finding what that is and then leaning into it because you're getting out of that safety zone and outside of safety, like there's stretch and sometimes stretching is uncomfortable, especially if we haven't been flexible for a while and learning and adapting. Like, do you have any like tips or tricks of how like you kind of broke through that? Because that's, it's a hard time. Um, and it's, it is. It is, it's so uncomfortable. It's like, oh, but like uh, this is new <laughs> and you, it's sink or swim. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, I think the main thing for me when I was kind of going through this was just to keep reminding myself of what I ultimately want. Like um, reminding myself that, like you said, it's either sink or swim. So do I want to strive and, and move forward with this, even though it's scary? Or do I want to go back to how I was before? Like, was I happy there? No. And so do I want to move forward and risk being a lot happier? Hell yeah. And I feel like um, in the beginning stages of of like this transformation that I went through, I would like wake up every morning and just like just visualize the life that I wanted, like the things that I wanted to be doing, like the kind of um, lifestyle that I wanted. And it was so, I felt so um, like just excited about that, that I feel like I didn't really have to push myself too much to get towards it. I feel like I was being pulled towards it instead because it was just such an amazing like thought that one day I could have that kind of lifestyle. And so um, I feel like when you're going through the tough stuff and you're doing the scary stuff and it's really hard and it feels like an uphill battle, just keep reminding yourself of why you're doing this and what you're working towards. And I feel like when you can kind of make that like as real as you can in your mind, like sit, sit with yourself for a few minutes and visualize like, what do you want? What's your ideal day or what's your ideal lifestyle? And when you can visualize it, like your subconscious mind doesn't know whether it's seeing it in real life or if it's just visualizing it in your mind. And so it starts to help create that belief that that's possible for you. And it, it starts to make things a little bit easier. Oh, that is a monstrous point that we need to talk about is if you feel like you're grinding or like you're pushing, guess what the universe is going to deliver right back to you? It's going to push back, right? Yeah. And instead, like casting the vision out and then letting the vision reel you in, that's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's like the secret sauce you put on your sushi. Like that's like that good <laughs> stuff. And it's such a huge point because it's not the instant gratification. It's like doing the work every single day and recognizing that this is not a sprint, but this game that we're playing, this is a marathon, right? Like we're playing Monopoly and I've only gone around the board once or twice. (laughs) Like I got at least like a lot more work to do. Like, you know, there's still like, you know, Wall Street and Boulevard, whatever those places are that are really, (laughs) I got stuff to do. (laughs) Yeah. Recognizing that and reminding yourself of what a badass you are and what life you're creating for yourself. But the internal work seems to be that good stuff. And like you leaned into that, like you leaned into that hard and recognized it from the start. Yeah, for sure. And I know it's not easy for a lot of people. I've had clients that are, have done like have pushed through and, and done so much that, uh, and they're just thinking about the next thing, the next thing they're so they're just thinking they're so far away still from their ultimate goal. Like, Um, and it's, it's hard because when you think about how far away you are, then it just seems like you're farther. Um, and with a lot of people, it's like, we forget to like, look back and be like, wow, I've come so far and I've done like so fucking well. Like, I I feel like maybe that's another thing that I've done a lot. And it's, it's almost seems like I'm just like bragging to myself all the time, but like, I do sit down a lot and think like, wow, I like, I can't believe how much I've done in 12 months or in the last two years, like how much my life has changed. And it makes me excited because I remember thinking, so I was this spring, like back in like May, I had this like kind of scary, like realization that my high school reunions was next year, which is ne- like next spring. Oh, I was like, Oh my God. Like, and I, I had like, get like this like hot sweat going, going like, I like what I haven't done anything crazy. I like, I feel like I need to like have done something that's that I can tell people about it and like start to like get really anxious about like what, what people are going to think. Like I'm just a stay home mom, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like before you let all those like crazy fears and stuff climb in, it's like, look back at the last 12 months and and how my life has changed in the last 12 months. And like Mm -hmm. how many crazy shit I've done in the last 12 months or how many scary things that I've done and accomplished in the last 12 months. And then 
think that I got 12 months before, and it doesn't even matter what people think of me anyways, but still the fact that I got 12 months still before this high school reunion to like how much I could accomplish in 12 months if I, if I wanted to. And, and I feel like the whole other thing about, it doesn't really matter what people think about you anyways, but I mean, we, we all, it's like ingrained in our brains to be like worried about judgment. I feel like that's mm. one of the, the main fears of like, being human is like, what are, are people going to accept me? Are people going to love me? Um, and like having that fear, it's crazy, crazy hard fear to get through. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, I feel like I face that all the time when I, you know, going on social media even, or like I host these workshops and I'm standing up in front of 20 strangers and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> what yeah. are they thinking about me right now? Like, I'm just like, I'm just this person talking and then like, what are they, what's going through their minds? And it's hard not to think about that because it's like literally like bred right into us. Absolutely. And that that's, I mean, you keep dropping these nuggets. So one of the big things that you are just extraordinary at, like this is like a superpower of yours is like the power of language and learning mm -hmm. to change your verbiage of not what you're telling the external world, but like, what are you telling you? Because Absolutely. you, you even caught yourself there saying it, like you're like living this thing where it's like, all right, like this sounds cocky, but like, this is just confidence. Like Okay, yeah. there's a monstrous difference between the two of those. Like, mm -hmm. how do you start to develop that? Like, that, that's like something that isn't like, oh, I just woke up and I have really <laughs> precise language on how I talk to myself. Like, what are some strategies that you use? Yeah, I feel like the biggest one is, and I was just talking to someone about this yesterday, is like just being aware. Um, I feel like it takes practice and it's not something that we, like, like you said, you know, it's not something that you wake up being amazing at, but just becoming aware of your thoughts and of your internal like self-talk. And mm. like, I've been doing this now for about four years. And so I feel like I've gotten fairly good at just recognizing what's going on in my brain instead of like just diving into the thoughts and just living them. I'm more like kind of being able to be a bystander and like watch them and be like, why am I thinking this? Why do I feel this way? Um, and, uh, too, with the, you know, building up your confidence and stuff, I feel like too, that's the self-talk is, you know, I used to think, oh my God, what are people going to think of me? What are people thinking about me right now? How are they judging me? And when you're building up your confidence, you witness that thought because we all still have it. I still have it. Um, and then you think, why, why am I so concerned about this? Like, how does this even, why does this matter to me so much? Or, or this doesn't even affect me in, in the slightest amount. So let's just like recognize that I'm having this thought and then say, okay, I'm going to choose something else. Um, and when it comes to like building up your confidence, like I remember like way back before I even knew that mindset coaching was even a thing, like years ago, I remember thinking like, I wanted to be like a successful entrepreneur. Like that's been like a huge goal of mine my whole life. And I remember waking up every morning, like I said, I would visualize this life that I wanted. And I would tell myself like either out loud or in my head, because I'm one of those crazy people that talk to myself all the time <laughs> out loud. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I would like literally say like, I am a successful like entrepreneur. And I would tell myself that even before I had any business or anything even remotely close to that, I would still tell myself like, I am a successful entrepreneur. And I would, I wouldn't just like be this weirdo like talking to myself and saying that I say it until I believe it. Like until I truly feel like I already am a successful entrepreneur. And I feel like that's what helps you believe it is when you can say it and, and like feel those feelings of like, wow, I really am successful. I really am an entrepreneur. And you're, you're like convincing yourself basically that you are, and that's going to help you have the confidence to take those scary steps and to like boldly move forward in the direction that you want to go is you've got to convince yourself that it's a reality and it doesn't happen overnight, but it's, it's all about the consistency and it's about like feeling the thoughts that you want to believe instead of feeling into the thoughts that are distracting you. Like don't, don't feel into how terrified you are of how people are judging you feel into how amazing it would feel to have what you want. 
So, and I know it doesn't happen overnight and it, it is hard to like, like be aware of those thoughts, but it just takes time. The more that you like, um, focus on it consciously, the more your subconscious mind is going to pick up on it. Oh, that's, that's so spot on. And this is really, really the power of having a coach that can help facilitate this change to continually remind you not who you were, but who you are choosing to create. So many of us compare, you know, that past version of themselves or like, I, I hear this a lot. Like, I feel like a former version of myself and it's like, okay, that's good awareness to have, but who are you going to choose to create? Like this, this process, this life's about self evolution and how can mm -hmm. you grow, right? Like how can we move yeah. beyond that version? We don't want to return to that state of okayness or that state yeah. of good. We want to be extraordinary. We want to be incredible. I want to wake up and like piss excellence type of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, you crushed it. And this is a point that I totally want you to riff on is that in, in my perspective of the world and this life that we're living, it's all belief based and what you believe is what you behave off of. Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what you went after. And like you said, you'd sit there and either look at the mirror, or sit there in the corner or driving the kids to practice or whatever the heck it is and yeah. say, I am a successful entrepreneur and then call bullshit on yourself. You're like, no, you're not. And you're like, all right, here we go. I am a <laughs> successful entrepreneur. And for me, when I was doing affirmations like that and getting into this thing and like, didn't know about, you know, the feeling paradox and like molecules, yeah. whatever, that I start cursing at myself like you are a fucking like like you are the man. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's another thing that I want you to talk about is um it's okay and I don't want to like talk about this in a in a weird or spiritual way but sometimes we need to stroke the ego a little bit and really look at like no like I'm actually doing really really good because Absolutely. sometimes we don't get the validation that we need but the validation that's most sustainable is that self love like riff on all of that for a minute <laughs> yeah absolutely well i feel like the first that really resonates with me um so i didn't mention um when i first started to like make this transformation with my life i i originally started with um creating my first blog um and i didn't really know what i was going to blog about at the beginning so i just kind of just started making posts and and just kind of seeing where it went and eventually it kind of evolved into like this uh clean beauty blog um called sunkiss kate and i I would uh, talk about, you know, different ways that you can eliminate toxins from your life and stuff like that. But uh, one of the main things I wanted to say was that um, I was, like I said, like the fear of judgment and all that. I, I didn't tell anyone about this blog except for my husband and my sister for 11 months. And the only reason after 11 months that I decided to do it was because people were just finding out anyways, because the blog had grown so much. Um, I was literally getting 40,000 page views a month and nobody in my immediate family or life knew about it, which is kind of insane. That is insane. Um, 40,000 a month. Right. Yeah, it was, it was insane. And I was so proud of it, but yet I was so terrified to like tell people because I was so worried about the judgment that I would get about like what the post said or how I worded it or because I was, I was, um, one thing that I've kind of, that has been constant throughout my like my journey is being very authentic. So in my posts, I would be very uh, real. And I was worried that uh, I would, I don't know, be a, people would judge me based on what I was saying. And so that's what, that's where the fear was coming in. Like, Oh, you know, that friend that I haven't seen in two years, Oh, she's going to read it. Or my auntie that's judgmental is going to read it. Or, you know, like my cousin or, or like my neighbor, <laughs> like, what are they going to think of me after they read this? Um, but anyways, once I, once I actually started to tell people about it, uh, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying is that 
you can't look for the outside validation because I, at this point, like I had been blogging for 11, about 11 months and I was so freaking proud. And I just felt like, I literally felt like I was living a double life. Like in real, in real life, like during the day, I was just this normal person, just bobbing along, being a stay-at-home mom, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, in nap times, <laughs> I was like this crazy blogger and I was so passionate about it. And I was like learning the ins and outs of like building a website and like um, products and all this kind of stuff. And it was so exciting. And yet, um, when I started to tell like my close friends and family about the blog, like it was like the biggest, like, wah, wah. <laughs> like nobody really cared. And it was like, I, I was really, it was really hard not to be super offended because like I had built this thing up for almost a year and I was so freaking proud of myself. Right. And then to like have people that I really, really cared about what their opinion was and have them be like, Oh, that's cool. Anyway. So the weather, <laughs> and it was just like, Oh, that hurts so bad. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like, like you were saying, like you can't rely on the exterior like validation from other people because it might not always be there. And even when you're totally killing it, like people have this weird thing where they feel like challenged by you or they feel like, you know, your success is, is highlighting their failures or whatever. And so people aren't always going to support you and you're going to have to be your own support system and be your own cheerleader. And like I said, you're going to be the one that's sitting down going like, look at how far I've come. Like I'm fucking killing it. And it doesn't matter what my cousin thinks or my neighbor, it matters what I think. And so yeah, I feel like that was like a huge lesson for me of like, it doesn't matter. You know, I, and, and another reason why I don't just go around talking about what I do, because I'm not looking for validation anymore. I've got that, like, I got that covered. <laughs> I got that part. And yeah. so I don't need to brag up what I'm doing. I don't tell people about all these successes I'm having. If they're interested, they'll ask, or if they want to catch up on, on life and I'll tell them, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm not needing their validation to continue to push forward. I'm able to like validate myself and and push forward in that sense and that is that's that's a monstrous point is that that is this like whole internal work and like the validation that you are doing you don't need it externally because it's it's just you like you've mm -hmm. you've downloaded this into the system and all of that talk all of the precise language that you've been using all these like downloads that you've been putting into your own system like it's just it's overrode all those subconscious paradigms. So now mm -hmm. you don't have to continually do this. It's just who you are. This is just your natural, authentic self. And you don't care what other people think of you because when you walk into a room, people feel you now, right? That's yeah, absolutely. That's a totally different ball game. That's what this like thing's just resonating. Like you're vibrating like a tuning fork and people want to tune into it. Like, let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it takes, it does take that stretch, right? So like there is that mm -hmm. period of time where you're like, I don't know if this is like doing anything. I just feel like I'm crazy, like writing and saying yeah. all this stuff down. And it's like, it's the consistency and maintaining yeah. that and continuing to go forward. And the big thing with all of this that I, I still want to go into a bit more is recognizing who you are in the silence. This is what Absolutely. we talk about a lot on this show is recognizing not who, you know, that, that voice in the back of the head is that's telling you you're not enough. But if mm -hmm. you start to trust in your beliefs and who you are, instead of leaning into your fears, who would you become? And who is yeah. that person? Like talk to me about some things that you did to kind of like recognize who you were and who you wanted to become. Yeah. So 
like I mentioned, I was kind of just like living like what kind of what I thought people wanted from me and just kind of, um, I was, I was like a chronic people pleaser. Like, I feel like that's how I got validation from others is that I would do whatever I bend over backwards and like to make people happy. Um, so I was constantly thinking about other people, but not in a, like, not in a healthy way. I wasn't, it wasn't healthy. Um, and so when I kind of started to make this transformation, I really started to focus on myself. And I, I feel like people, maybe people that knew me probably started to think like, wow, Katie is like becoming like such a selfish bitch because she's just like doing <laughs> all these things that like are focused on her. But I really was, I was like, I was asking myself like, what do I really want? Like, what do I really like? And like I mentioned, I, I got with my, like I met my husband when we were 16. Um, and so I basically went from living under my parents' roof to like almost immediately like moving in with my boyfriend. And um, I just kind of adopted his like lifestyle. And so uh, like, and I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like that I was miserable or anything like, but we just like, I just picked up all the hobbies that he already had were now my hobbies, all the friends that he already had were now my friends. And I didn't like make a big stink or like try to, I don't know, like put myself like, I don't know, be more present about like who I really was. So I just kind of like melted into, and I just kind of like try to fit in my, the best I could into the life that he was already living. Um, and so when I kind of started to, to like ask myself, like, what do I even really want? I started to realize that a lot of the things that I was doing, or even just the people that I was hanging out with, I didn't even like, I didn't even want any of this stuff. Like none of these people were my friends. They were his friends. And I was just like, I mean, I'm not that I'm not going to hang out with his friends, but like, I didn't have any of my own friends. And like, I didn't have any of my own hobbies. All of my hobbies were hobbies that he had already had. And so, um, and like, even with the writing, like, I feel like writing has been something that's been like when I was 12 years old, I was like, I'm going to write a book one day. Like, it's just been a huge thing for me, this writing thing. And that's where the blog came in. But um, like, um, even I didn't even, I don't even think I ever told my husband how much I like was passionate about writing. Cause it just like, you know, it's not a cool thing. It's not as cool as going, you know, dirt biking and things like that. So it wasn't like something that I wanted to brag about because I didn't, I wanted to fit in. Right. And so when I started to like, what's that? Those expectations knocking at yeah. the door yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I didn't want people to judge me or think that I was nerdy or something like that. So I just like hid those parts of me and I hid them for so long that it was like kind of weird to like get back into it and be like, like, what do I like? And I, I feel like I, like, I literally would like wrote down like a list of like, what kind of life do I want? Like, what kind of things am I interested in even? Like, um, I just gave myself permission to, to ask myself, like, what am I interested in? And like some, some silly things. Like I remember I always wanted to try yoga. Like I always like, just, I, you know, thought people that are doing yoga, I like, I want to be one of those people. Yeah. And it's like one day I just kind of woke up and I was like, uh, what am I even doing? Like, why don't I just go to a fucking yoga class? Like, it seems so silly. Like just do right. it. And it's funny. Cause I, I went to the first yoga class and I haven't, I haven't stopped. I love yoga and like just silly things like that, where it's like, all this time I've been wanting to do this thing. Why haven't I just done it? Like, what am I so scared of? What's going to happen? You know? Ooh. And like, um, just like traveling and like this writing. And I remember, Oh my gosh. I remember my husband and I had talked about traveling a little bit here and there, but, um, before we had kids, we'd only gone to like Mexico and, and Hawaii and that was it. And I really like just had this craving to like see other parts of the world. And we had talked about like, um, you know, like now that we have two kids, it's like going to be too expensive to travel like far away. So like, I really wanted to go to Europe and we had kind of made the decision that we'll wait till the kids are like a lot older. And I remember standing in the dining room talking to my husband and I just, I was kind of mad, but I wasn't mad at him. It's not his fault, but I was just kind of like, 
I don't want to wait till the kids are like 12 and 15 to go to Europe. I want to go to Europe now. Like this, like I, I respect the fact that like the kids probably won't remember this trip if they're like under the age of two, but it's not just about the kids. Like it's about my, like I'm still here. I'm still living. And I don't want to like wait like 10 years before I get to do things that I want to do with my life. Like we can take the kids with us. Oh, and like yeah. literally after that, yeah, after that conversation, it like, two months later we were in Italy <laughs> with two young kids like my daughter was two or just about two and my son was like five months old and like we like I said we'd only ever been to like Mexico on a resort and like to Hawaii where it's like people are speaking the same language and life is very similar to how it is here and so like going to Europe was like every like every time we stopped at an airport and we were like talking to people like I worked at the airports and stuff they're like oh so you have family in Italy and I'm like Nope. no <laughs> we're just crazy and she's like oh my god what are you guys doing right but yeah. yeah it was it was terrifying but like I'm really glad we did it like just things like that where it's like I've always wanted to do this and what is stopping me like just nothing but my own thoughts that I can't do this yet so yeah just asking yourself like what it is that I actually want with my life and and not believing the thoughts that are telling you that's not possible because those are lies <laughs> right. um, anything a- is possible there's two big things I really, really want to bring up. And it's, well, the first one is a question. What do you think holds people back from taking action? Um, And the other thing that I just really quickly want to riff on is for the parents out there, don't live life to people, please your children. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I yourself up for failure and you are going to fail and crash and burn the best parents that I've seen are the ones that are their authentic selves and they're using their life as an example for their children on how to live your best life. Not what's best for me, not what's best for daddy or mommy, but what's best for you because Mm -hmm. I'm already taken, right? Like Chris Lee is already taken. That job (laughs) is filled. Katie is already taken. Now for my kids, it's like, all right, so what what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? And leading as an example and not just like, all right, we'll do it when it's older because, you know, things that are yeah. put on a list, like never get achieved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there anything yeah. to talk about about with that? Because I, I get this one from parents. All oh, yeah, for sure. I just feel like I um, and I'm a perfect example of that too. Like I, I, I am bad at that. Yeah, no, it's like this guilt. It's like the parent guilt. Like I, I know like as a mom, especially as a stay-at-home mom, as a mom in general, and I'm, I, I just can't speak about dads. Like, I'm sure it's the exact same, but like the guilt of like you're doing things wrong or like, you should be thinking about your kids more. And it's like, I don't know, my, my perspective, and I, and I feel like some people agree and some people disagree, is that like, just because I have kids doesn't mean I'm going to like completely like toss my life to the side until they move out. Like for 18 years, I'm just going to be whatever. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life and I'm going to still go after the things that I want. And I'm going to be there for my kids and I'm going to be the best damn mom I can be but I'm not just going to like lay over and play dead for 18 years. Like I'm still going to go after these things. And a funny thing about that is um, my daughter, when she was young, she was very, very shy. Um, She was like, like hide behind my leg, like when we went out in public and stuff. And when I started to like do the things that were really scary and I started to like, I feel like be the most authentic me and like out in public and like with the family. And like um, when I started to like step into this version of me that was like confident and like, loved myself uh, it's funny that at the same time and you could say this is coincidence but at the same time that I was doing that my daughter's confidence like skyrocketed she now she's like the kid that goes into a playground and is like talking to the kids that are like six years older than her saying my name's Natalie what's your name and, like 
she's the kid that's super confident and super outspoken now. And it's funny that that transformation in her was the same, like happened at the exact same time that the transformation within me happened. And it's because we're mirroring. We're like, we're like the role models for these kids. That's and when it. you said earlier about like, how do we form these beliefs? And it's like, well, it's what we watch is what we're witnessing is what we're being told on a daily basis. Like your mind, when you're like between the ages of zero to six, you're like a, like totally open. You're like a sponge. And so if, you know, if your parents are like, creating this small meek little life so that they can feel like they're being the best parents for you well then your assumptions is that that's what you're supposed to do when you have kids or when you grow up you're supposed to dream small aim low be realistic just like your parents did but you know and maybe they were doing that because they thought that was was what's best for you but you're just picking up on what you're seeing like as a kid you're just looking at things at face value you're not thinking like oh they're just being a really good parent you know putting off their dreams for me you're thinking okay they're thinking that they can't accomplish their dreams. So I should probably think that I can accomplish mine too. And oh. so like, that's where those beliefs are formed. So in my opinion, if you want, if you want to help your kids, like move forward in life, like do that yourself. Like you are their first role model. So if you want your kids to be outgoing and go after their dreams, then you should be outgoing and go after your dreams. Ooh, that, that's <laughs> a lot of stuff. We're, we're going to talk about it. We're totally going to talk about it. We're going to go down this rabbit hole for a minute. Yeah. This, this is just monstrous because exactly like you said, like this is so supported with neuroscience right now is from the ages of like zero to six, the part of the brain that writes emotional code isn't turned on. So like by the time you're 25, your frontal cortex is turned on. So you now have the responsibility to govern your internal environment dependent on what's going on externally. Like you shouldn't be living your life based on your environment. But when you're a kid, it's all environmental. Mm -hmm. Right. So how your parents are feeling, how they're interacting, how they're coming back from work every day is exactly how you start to build these laws for the universe. You mm -hmm. go to work, you come back, you're unhappy. And that's the thing that a lot of us are going through. Now, the crazy part about it is they learned that behavior from their parents. Right. <laughs> exactly. Go back like two generations. Suddenly we're in the Great Depression. And now yeah. it's like, all right, daddy or like great grandpa or great grandma just went to work for 18 hours and came home and they're completely fried and they're trying to make meat. And like, and then it's mm -hmm. like, oh God, now that life is like for us, like really good. And we're stepping out of the matrix and realizing that we have like this life to live. We have a responsibility to do some like, you know, ancestral healing over here and like, mm -hmm. all right, family we're going to get uncomfortable and do something different. And I'm sure you've gotten some of that conversation from like your parents and like your husband's parents about like, you guys are doing this a little uh, differently, right? Yeah. That went a lot. Like you guys are unique. Love. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're doing something different. We're breaking. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. I have this information to know and not to do is not to know. So doing something about it and having that catalyst full-blown brings us back around to our original question that I'm going to ask you is what stops people from taking action? Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, like we learn that from our parents, like if, like you were saying, they come home and they're tired and grumpy from the long day at work. Well, we just start to believe that, okay, work is something that's not enjoyable. Um, it's all about how much money you can make. So, you know, so we start to develop those ideas. And I feel like for me too, it was like, okay, well, the things that I want are unrealistic. I've been kind of like uh, directly or indirectly told that they're unrealistic. And so I'm going to aim lower because I need to be realistic because I need to be able to put food on the table and stuff. And so, um, yeah, like I, 
sorry, I forget your original question. <laughs> no, you're fine. The, the question is what stops people from like taking action, like for like the yoga class, right? Like, yeah, I too. like I really, really like love to paddleboard. And now that we like live on the beach, it's like, dude, go get a paddleboard and go. <laughs> right. It. So I yeah. get like, there's something that just stops people from like, all right, I know that I should do better, but I just can't do it. Totally. Um, so when I, when in my workshops, I talk about this a lot because I, I just love talking about fear and, and it really comes down to fear. And I know sometimes people are like, oh no, I'm not doing that because I just don't have time. And it's like, oh my God, that's the biggest lie. I like to say procrastination is fear in a lazy suit because it's just the underlying message there is that you're afraid. And that's the reason that you're putting it off. And so for things like, you know, going paddleboarding or like going to yoga and it's just these simple things, it's like we have, it all comes back to that fear and under the fear is a belief uh, causing the fear. And so um, like in, in my workshops, I teach that there's usually when you're wanting to improve your life in some way, that's when these limiting beliefs kind of rear their ugly heads is when you're, when you challenge them. So when you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to go do this thing that nobody else is really doing, then the, that belief about like, are you sure that you should be doing this? Or, or who do you think you are to be doing this? Or, you know, all these, all these like fears come up and it's backed by belief of like, I can't do this. I'm not enough to do this. Or if I do this, I, I will be rejected or I won't be loved or accepted. Um, and so when I, when I teach people kind of that when you're trying to improve your life, uh, whether that be like go paddleboarding more often, or whether that be like make a massive career change or something like that, a lot of the time, the fear that you're facing or that inner resistance, I call it, um, comes down to like three areas. You're either fearing failure. Like what happens if I, if I can't do this? or you're fearing judgment, like what are people going to think of me or, or say about me, or you're fearing like the unknown or like change. So, you know, I'm comfortable here. I'm in my, in my, my comfort zone right now. And I want to, I want to do this new thing, but like, I'm terrified because I don't really know what it's going to be like. And I've never done something like this before. Like, you know, for me, even just the yoga class, it was like, I, I'm not good at yoga because I've never done it. So I'm scared that I'm going to look stupid. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Everyone starts yoga at the very beginning. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, or it's the, the, the things that's stopping us is the beliefs that underlie everything. And like I said, like a lot of these beliefs are picked up when you're really, really young and you're picking this up from all kinds of things. And, and it's not necessarily that someone told you like you can't do that or that's not possible, but you're, you're seeing, like I said, kids see things at face value. So they're seeing like, uh, you know, my mom really wants to do this, but she's not doing it. Or, you know, I saw this and, and you just create your own beliefs based on that. And so, uh, we don't have a lot of people in our lives generally that are striving and doing amazing things and that are incredibly fulfilled. It's more common that people are, you know, have this job that they don't love, you know, are driving this car that's, you know, realistic or, or living in this house in this neighborhood because it's the best like for their kids or, or for the school. And, and people are like, everyone's kind of like fitting into this box and, and not everyone's happy in that box. I mean, yes, some people are, but we're, we're kind of trained to think like, think inside the box. And so when we right. start to think outside the box, we're like challenging those beliefs that are telling us to stay in the box. And those beliefs are like completely made up in our mind, but it's just something that we've always, that we've always believed. And when the thing about having beliefs is that when you, you believe something, um, you start to look for that in your environment. So if you've created these beliefs um, as a child and, you know, as an adult, you're like consciously, you're like, yeah, I know I can do that but something is still stopping you. It's like you're facing that, that fear and it's like causing this, this disruption. And so, um, 
those fears are still there. They're, even though you consciously know something different, it's those fears that are still going to stop you from going forward. So being able to like identify them and like ask yourself, like, what am I actually, like, what is actually stopping me here? Like, is it that I don't think I can do it? Or is it that I'm really scared about like all these things that I don't know that, you know, how life is going to be different? Or is it that I'm really scared about what people are going to think? A lot of the time for me anyways, um, I'm, I, when I'm going to do something and I'm like, ah, I'm scared or like, what is this inner resistance? A lot of time for me, it's like fearing judgment. Like I'm terrified about what people are going to think of me. Like I said, I live in a small town, so everybody knows everybody. And it's like terrifying, like to like put yourself out there and be different because like, what if I'm wrong? Or what if I look like an idiot? Or what if I, what if I fail? Like, what are all these people that know me are going to think of me? Like, what is my reputation going to be after this? Ooh. And so it's like crippling. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like what, like, what does it even matter? What does it matter if people think that, you know, you fucked up or what does it matter if you look like an ass in like in a, in a scenario, like it doesn't actually matter. Like people, people are much more concerned about themselves than they are about you. You're just a blimp in their radar. Like once yeah. your you know, your mistake is behind us. Like nobody cares. Nobody's even thinking about that anymore. We're all moving forward. And so, and I like to think of mistakes as like a learning opportunity anyways. Um, and so, you know, like, trying things a hundred times, you know, a hundred different ways that it doesn't work until you find the way that it does work. And you just got to keep believing that you can do it. And that's, what's going to keep pushing you forward. Oh my gosh. So, so beautifully said. And like going over like those three things that are enhancing fear. Um, that's, that's just monstrous. And it goes back and this, all this stuff just is cyclic, right? So like, if you're recognizing that there's some fear in your life, you really have to ask yourself like, all right, am I fearing like the judgment, the unknown, or like, you know, if, if you're looking at it from that perspective, like, why are you doing it? Right? Are you mm -hmm. doing it for a reason for expectation to meet expectation or are you just doing it for yourself for the sake of growth for the sake of like being a better version of you for the sake of curiosity and you know it, it is like terrifying you start to challenge those beliefs they start to push back and the example that we use a lot of the time is like um, I'm from Michigan. So a lot of the time, like you'll go out and there's a raccoon, like in your dumpster. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that raccoon is the belief and that raccoon gets pushed into the corner and it's going to start to hiss and moan and get mm. pissed. And it's going to get like, foam at the mouth and all that shit <laughs> and challenging it. Right. Like, and instead mm -hmm. of trying to like, get it the heck out of your garage, the way that we used to do it is like, give it a jar of peanut butter. The freaking thing is hungry. Why don't you start <laughs> yeah. to understand what that belief is actually, you know, asking for, what does it need and how mm -hmm. can you fulfill that in a way more healthy and sustainable way? Like absolutely you want the raccoon out of the corner, go put some freaking food outside for it. And maybe it'll change the way that it's interacting with that environment instead. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of the beliefs, like you were saying, they're, they were originally created to protect you. Um, even yeah. though they might seem completely destructive now as an adult, um, for whatever reason, when you were a child, they were protecting you for something. And, and maybe even that was something like, um, you know, you saw some, uh, someone get embarrassed and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want that to happen because it looks like really painful. So I'm going to make sure I build up this wall so that I don't ever put myself out there so that I don't ever embarrass myself. So it's kind of destructive, but the, the intention behind that is to protect you. And so, yeah, like you said, it's like when you confront these beliefs, then they're like going to push back. But 
if you just try to understand why it's even there or what, what is its purpose, you can fulfill it another way. Like, you know, if you're scared of putting yourself out there because you're scared of the judgment, how else can you fulfill that need of feeling protected, but still being able to push forward and, and move your life in ways that you want to move forward? Yeah. So, so well put. Um, I love the way that you're able to like describe these things. Cause like you've been through it, right? Like um, yeah. one of my buddies just had a quote out there, stop following people to locations that they've never been right. Like yeah. you have to blaze your own trail. Like if you're trying to go Absolutely. somewhere, like you're the only one that's going to make that drive. That's going to make that change mm-hmm. and be that catalyst. Absolutely. Be- yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And like when you're, when you're kind of like, like you were saying, following other people to a destination they've never been, it's like, you're just blindly going forward. And it's like, when you start like kind of put your head up and be like, where are we even going? And why, why are we going here? And is this even where I want to be? And it's like, that's when you take power back with your life. That's when you um, gain control again with where your life is even headed. Cause I feel like a lot of the time, like, like even for me, we're like moving forward in this direction thinking that that's where we should go. And then it's like, we're, we're like, why do we even want to go here? Like what's waiting for me at the end? Like, it's like, which direction would I rather go? And so like asking yourself and just being aware of like, I feel like one thing that I really want to instill in my kids is like, question everything like and I know and as a parent it's like the most frustrating thing because they really do question everything but it's like question the like the society and the, and the reasons why people are doing things like even as uh, your parent question me like I make a rule well why like explain me why why this rule is and sometimes I do that to myself and I'm like like why am I why am I like creating all these like rules and like why like all these rules that even like I grew up in like why because it just makes life so much more like complicated or confusing or like there really is no good reason why we're doing this we just do it anyways and it's like everyone we just do it because that's what the people before us did and that's what the people before them did and it's like there's not really a good reason why we're still doing this so like question everything and like ask yourself like is this the best for me is this the the direction I really want to go or is something or is there another way that's going to make me more fulfilled boom oh my gosh like right drop the mic like (laughs) looking at that gaining leverage having that perspective and like seriously like i have uh i'm like addicted to stickers it's a problem and i know it is but one of my <laughs> favorite stickers it's just because they're a good reminder so they're all over my water bottles but my favorite one that i have is on my laptop and it says question the answers right For and that's sure, like yeah. einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting different results and that's Absolutely. kind of what we have this like society that's continually doing like okay i'm gonna get the car get the job get kids, get the husband and boom, happiness question. When it's (laughs) like, okay, happiness is an internal job. Like I got to get this thing figured out. And just because I have this stuff going on doesn't mean I'm fulfilled. Like I work with some folks that are like extraordinarily like financially successful, like beyond like, wow, that that's a lot of money. And they Mm -hmm. are so unhappy. Yeah. Right. Like let that be a really solid reminder that it doesn't matter what's going on externally. It's about the experience of you. What's the experience of Chris? What's the experience of Katie? What's the experience of, you know, insert name? Like what is this like for you? So now that we've like talked about all of this and how all of this really comes back to fundamentally, what do you believe about yourself? You're not Mm -hmm. your thoughts. What are you choosing to instill? How do you feel about this stuff? How can people start to change their beliefs? 
Well, I feel like one of the most simple ways that you can start doing this is just to like, just imagine like your, your imagination is such an like amazing and like powerful tool that we don't, I feel like we don't give it enough credit, but if you can imagine something, you can create that. So if you can imagine the life that you want, then like we are like crazy good problem solvers. Like the reason that we have created such an amazing like society and, and like um, like system for humans is because we are amazing at solving problems. And so if you can, if you can kind of keep the end in mind of like what it is that you actually want and just remind yourself that every day, like what, what it is that you're striving for, you will come up with answers to these problems, to these obstacles along the way. So like, like I said, I was, I was telling myself, I'm a successful entrepreneur, even before I had like even a glimpse of like what I could even do as a job. Like I was still so lost and I was telling myself this, but it's like, I like, I had this obstacle, like, what am I going to do? And it's like, I kept on envisioning the kind of life that I wanted and it just kind of fell into place because we are amazing at solving these problems. And so I feel like identifying your beliefs, like being aware of them, I guess awareness is like the key thing here is like being aware when, when you go to do something and you're feeling that inner resistance, like, Oh, I can't do this. Or who am I to do this? Or I shouldn't do this. Like ask yourself, like be aware of the thoughts. Like why am I having these thoughts right now? Why do I feel like I can't do this? Why do I feel like I shouldn't do this? Or, or why am I questioning like my ability to do this? Or, um, you know, being just aware of your thoughts is like the number one thing. And that creates habit. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for like four years. So I feel like my habits are pretty strong. I can generally like point, like being able to uh, point out to myself when I'm having negative thoughts or when I'm choosing to like follow the thoughts that are going to bring me down that spiral. And so that's the first key is like, definitely be aware of what's going on in your mind and asking yourself, being curious about why I feel this way. I just did this last night, literally laying in bed last night. And I was like talking about birthdays. And for some reason, I always just get really weird about birthdays. I really like try tremendously hard to make people feel special on their birthday. And a lot of the people that are in my life, like really don't care that much. And yet I go out of my way and like bend over backwards to like make birthdays really special. And then I always end up feeling like hurt in some way because I feel like my efforts are never like recognized and people don't care. And I was laying in bed last night telling my husband, like, why do I feel this way? And I'm like, just talking about it. I'm like, like, and I feel like I realized like there must've been something that happened to me when I was younger that maybe I had a birthday that people, my friends forgot about or something that made me feel unspecial on my birthday. And now for some reason, I feel like it's my duty to like make people feel special on their birthday, which is like, it's outrageous. Like, I mean, sure, it's a nice thing to do, but like, I put so much pressure on myself to like make it really special for someone when in reality, it's not that big of a deal, like sending them a nice note on their birthday or, you know, doing something special is good enough. You don't have to like go overboard and like put yourself bend over backwards so far to like please other people. And I'm only doing that because like, I have a belief that, you know, I don't want anyone to feel that pain that I felt when I didn't feel special on my birthday. So it's like being aware of these things. And like, so I was telling my husband, it's like, I, I need to just be aware that this isn't about the people's like the people who is it's actual of their birthday. It's about me. It's about this, this belief that I formed. And it's like a problem within myself. It's not, it's not anyone's fault that I feel offended or I feel like put off or whatever. It's my fault that I feel that way because I'm the one that's made it so damn important so it's like recognizing that it's, it's all happening within your mind. And then that's like the first place to start. And then, like I said, the second thing is like just visualizing, like, what do you want? And asking yourself, like, what do I want? And when you're, you know, 
say you're at your job and like you're, you know, the, the whole idea is like to get to the next promotion and get to the next, you know, up level, climb the corporate ladder or like, you know, upgrade your things. And like, it's just what everyone else in society is doing. And you can ask yourself like, is this actually what I want? Or is this, am I just following like the herd? And so, you know, you can really like level up your happiness by asking yourself, is what I'm doing aligned with what I really want? Or am I just kind of following what everyone else is doing? Oh my gosh, that is that that is beyond powerful. Guys, take that to the bank. And this is one of those like very unique moments where something is simple but so profound and powerful that it seems like people like would not do it. Like, that's too easy to do it. And this is like a huge conversation that I have a ton with. And you've been doing this for like four years, right? And I'm on like that same journey. I've been doing this for about four years now and do like Mm -hmm. the deep personal work. And it's so important to recognize building systems and then strategy comes from the system, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're a professional basketball player, and you suck at free throws, like the only way to do it is to keep practicing, right? That's how you build strategy is by having a system. So putting the system in place and then getting from a novice to okay to semi-pro. And then by the time like you're at like top level, like you're like, I'm good at this, but there's no ceiling to it. You can continue to grow. You can continue to evolve. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And like, I, like I said, I've been doing this for four years and I don't, I definitely don't consider myself an expert at, by any means. Cause I'm still growing and changing and I'm still striving and, and I still have, I'm still coming across beliefs and fears that I have, and I'm still having to, um, you know, face them or understand them. And it's the same cycle, but it's like, it, it's, if you want to keep improving your life, you're going to keep coming up against obstacles, but it just gets easier over time. That's it. And you get better at that. And I, I love that you bring that up. It's like, um, not an expert at that. You're an ex- expert at being Katie, which is an expert <laughs> at doing you and only doing you and showing other, like, and that's, that's another big point that I'm sure we'll riff on another day, but just recognizing that there's no ceiling like things are going to continue to grow and it's not about the destination. It's enjoying the journey and staying Absolutely. present. Totally. Beautiful. So as we start to wrap up here, I got one final question for you. All right. Tell our listeners one strategy or one system or one thing to do today that is going to give them a better tomorrow. What would that be? I would say start before you're ready. Um, I think that's something that in my life has just been such a huge like catalyst of change is um, you're never going to feel ready to do something that you're terrified to do. You're never going to feel ready to face those fears. Um, So start before you're ready. Do things that scare you anyways, like face the fear and do it anyways. Um, I feel like in my life, uh, the only reason that I'm even here sitting talking to you right now is because I have faced so many fears and I have um, come up and done things before I was ready so many times that you know, I've built this kind of created this little, this life for myself. And like the only reason I'm here is because I, I started things before I was ready. Um, and I, I faced the fears before I felt like I could overcome them. Um, because I just feel like that's such an important thing is if we wait till we're ready, we're like, we're going to be waiting forever. We're going to be wasting the rest of our life away, waiting to feel ready to do the scary thing. Whereas if we just jump into it, like we're going to figure it out. You'll figure it out. So my best piece of advice would be start before you're ready. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. If people want more information about what you're doing and how you coach and really developing these types of strategies, where can they get more information on you? 
Um, you can head to my website. It's just um, www.katiepotrats.com. Um, or I'm really, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram a lot. So my handle is just at katiepotrats. Beautiful. And guys, all of that, as always, is in the show notes. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. This is just profound. And I love that we were able to just be so authentic and curse and swear and do all those beautiful <laughs> things because that's just who we are. And we yes. Thank you so much, Chris. I, I really enjoyed it. And I love talking to someone who I can relate to so much. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I cannot wait to have you back on. I'll talk to you soon. Guys, don't forget to subscribe, share this with a friend, give it to your neighbor, who knows, download it, all those crazy things, and leave us a review if this is something that you liked. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.